today with your host, Debbie and I'll say Hello, hello and welcome to Living Today. Wow, this is our first podcast and the first of many where we'll be dealing with topics that relate to the life of today's millennial and post-millennial Christian. Our aim really is to develop you, to challenge you and empower you in digging deeper with your relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Debbie and today I am joined by my fellow co-host, Ayo Sage. Hey, 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 Ayo in the flesh. Yeah, I know that. Ayo in the voice, Ayo in the spirit. In the spirit, and Ayo yeah. in, 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 in the, the spirit too, of Ayo course. in this world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, Ayo. Um, hey. Guys, today the topic is where are the evangelists? And I want to throw that question to you, Ayo. Where are the evangelists? Fantastic question, Debbie. Um, it's it's interesting because every single person, from the moment that we give our life to Jesus Christ and we call him our Lord, we automatically develop the capacity and the potential to mm. be an evangelist. And mm. so every single person under the sound of our voice today really and truly is the answer to that question. You are the evangelist. I am the evangelist. We are the evangelist. Dope, dope, dope. I hear that. Um, but let's not go or jump the gun too far. I just want us to go back a little bit um, and just really take it back because we can't assume that everybody listening today is acquainted with the idea of an evangelist or what it actually means. Okay. So let's let's start at the roots. Why don't we? And um, do you have any idea or take on what evangelism actually is or what it means? Cool. Um, before we, um, if you don't mind, Debbie, before we, or before I talk about evangelism itself, let me just backtrack a little bit as well and just simply talk about evangelist. What is or who is an mm-hmm. evangelist? Okay. Generally speaking, and without focusing too much on Christians, um, evangelist really, or an evangelist is simply a proclaimer. Mm-hmm. An evangelist is someone who declares. An evangelist is someone who announces, right? They announce something that has potentially changed their life, right? right. They I announce something that they believe can also change someone else's life. Mm-hmm. So put it that way, um, an evangelist, therefore, is somebody who basically proclaims mm-hmm. a good news, okay. whatever they believe their good news is. Right. And the act of proclaiming, that good news then becomes evangelism because right. it's a verb, you see. So evangelism is something that is being done or that one is doing. Hence, evangelist is a proclaimer. Evangelism is the act of proclaiming. I hear that. Um, it's literally spreading the good news. Uh, it's spreading the good news of not just anything, but Jesus Christ. See, that's fantastic um, as well, because you see, that's what makes Christians different. Because we're not like evangelists of the world. Because think about it this way. Even in the professional world, there mm. are people who are call themselves evangelists. For yeah, example, yeah. you have marketing evangelists. These are people who proclaim the good news of the company that they represent. <laughs> but what what makes we what makes us we Christians different is because we have identified one good news, a fantastic news that we believe has changed our life, right? Yeah. And, or all our lives anyway. Mm. And that's the reason why we 
now engage on the act of sharing that good news. And that good news is, of course, Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And that's what makes us kingdom evangelists. And that's what's different mm. from the world or worldly evangelists. We are now kingdom evangelists. Amen. Amen. And um, I think the real question on my mind and probably on yours as well um, is why we are not even doing it. But wait, before we go there, um, would you say that there, there is importance in us doing it? Why Why should I evangelize? Why should you evangelize? What What is the need? What's, I don't know, tell me what's on your mind. Fantastic. You see, um, I think every single person, and I'm amazed, Debbie, I'm amazed right now in this world that there aren't that many, especially when it comes to millennials or post-millennials. Mm. I'm talking anybody between the age of even maybe 16, mm. right? Up until probably the age of 35 or mm. to even 37. Mm. You know, we, I, it's, it, when all you have to do is kind of just kind of take a, um, a, a broad view of the body of Christ today. People who profess themselves as Christians, born again Christians, especially in the millennial and post-millennial sector, they seem to be an, an apathy right? Mm. We're quite apathetic when it comes to sharing the good news. Okay. Is it because we fear sharing that good news? Is it because of our mindset when it comes to actually going out and sharing Jesus Christ? Mm. You see, you see, when you find something that is amazing, right, mm. that you can't keep to yourself, mm. that you just have to share with somebody, the fact that you then refuse to share that is selfishness. Mm -hmm. All right. The fact that you refuse to share that is also self-centeredness. Wow. It's only to the benefit of the other person. Right. Do you share with them that which you or yourself are enjoying? So there are many, many millennials and post millennials today who are selfish. <laughs> and that's sad to say, because, you know, when wow. you think about the great commission that we've been given as Christians, yes. what Jesus Christ told us to do is to go mm. right and to preach the good news. Yeah. And he is the good news. Yeah. And if you believe that Christ has changed your life, he's ra radicalized and revolutionized your life to the point where where you are right now isn't where you used to be. Mm -hmm. You're in a, you are in a significantly greater place right now. And then you see somebody else that is wallowing that is down and will potentially spend their eternity in hell and then you refuse to share that information with them then wow. that makes you selfish wow 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 <laughs> no I, I fully 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 agree with what you're saying and you made a good point that Jesus Christ has told us to go, go into the all of the world um, in mm -hmm. Matthew 28. Absolutely. Um, he also instructed us to go and be witnesses to him. Mm. Um, if we look at Acts chapter one, verse eight, verse for instance, eight. it Absolutely. says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses of me. Of me. Or witnesses to me in mm. Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And in all of Judea and Samaria and most importantly, to the ends of the earth. Absolutely. So worldwide, we need to be spreading this news and not just that. Um, why should we do it? Coming back to the question again, clearly, because the person who we claim to love, the person who we are focused on in mm. this so-called Christianity, mm -hmm. the center of it all is Christ. Absolutely. So. 
um, he is the one that is instructing us. Yeah. Um, it has not come from any Tom, Dick and Harry. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, there are other writers in the Bible, but it has not come from them. The instruction has come from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ himself. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So therefore we should hold that a lot more dearer. We should hold it as though that is... I don't know, it's sacred Um, and take it with a lot more seriousness because that is what he desires of us. Um, And we know that loving God also involves being obedient. Mm. Um, Jesus Christ said that as well, Mm. that, you know, if you love me, you obey my commands. Absolutely. So this is a command because like you said, he's specifically said go. See, that's, didn't that's, say that's, please. That's, yeah, that's an, <laughs> that's an instruction. That's a direct command. It didn't say if Dude. you're willing. It didn't say think about it. <laughs> it didn't say, well, if you're good at it. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. Deb, if you don't mind me saying as well, you know, I think something that is also really, really pivotal when he, when it comes to this as well is, you see the word witness that you mentioned just now in the book of Acts chapter one, verse eight. Mm-hmm. You see, when you dig deeper, you look at the, the Greek meaning of yeah. that word go, Sorry, of that word witness, pardon yeah. me. It means martyr. Mm. Or let me let me put it more simplistically, M-A-R-T-Y-S, martyrs. That's what we get the word martyr okay. from. Yeah. And martyr basically means death. Mm. Right? For something the, you believe in. For something that you're passionate about. Mm. You see, Debbie, it's also amazing because the reason why many people don't want to evangelize is because they haven't died to themselves. Wow. Right? They haven't. And what I was also actually doing in terms of my own research now recently, especially in the area of evangelism, two key words, you know, that actually um, describes evangelism see when it comes to a christian evangelizing two mm-hmm. key words encompasses that the first one is witness as you mentioned mm-hmm. the second word is testify right. okay you see john chapter 5 verse 39 speaks of testify yeah. this is jesus christ saying that you shall testify of me yeah okay and that word testify the greek debbie believe it or not guess what the greek <laughs> actually mean martyrio Again, coming back yeah, to where we get So when you think about the word witness, that's wow. where we get martyr from. Yeah. Martyrio, so we get the word martyr from as well. Yeah. So really and truly, Debbie, what Jesus Christ is actually asking us to do is to go and die. You see? <laughs> and when you have a house to think about, you're young, you just started out your life, okay? You're young, you just started out, you know, in the you want to make money for yourself, right? You want to get married, buy a house, buy a car. You're thinking about the things of the world and yet you mm-hmm. call yourself of a Christian, Mm. you haven't died to the most important thing, Mm. which is the instruction that your master has given you. He's asked you to go and to testify of him. Mm. He's asked you to go and to witness of him, Mm. right? But then because you haven't died to yourself, Mm. all you think about is you, you, you alone and you by yourself. How dare you? Mm. No, seriously. Now let's deep this. How dare you? You know, and and I'm not saying this to belittle any I'm not saying it to make you feel bad. I'm generally saying it so that you can be aware of exactly what your priority or your number one priority should be in this season in your life. You are a born again Christian. Your master has given you a specific command to go and to witness of him and to basically surrender your life. Mm. But then you're not doing it because is it because you're fearful of it? Mm. That's you thinking about yourself, isn't it, Debbie? It is. It is. Um, I mean, a lot of our lives right now are so self 
centered without us really thinking about it. Um, mm. Naturally, it comes natural to our flesh to yeah. be selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we don't think we are being selfish, um, a lot of the the if we look at the root of why we do some things, it comes down to satisfying self. We just haven't died, Debbie. Um, yeah, we and we're died. actually going to still talk about death to yeah, self um, in yeah, our future podcast. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. But um, I'm looking at the body of Christ now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming back to this question of why we should do it, um, I don't know. For me, I also think about the fact that. It's also the or the reason we really need to do this is because churches today are don't you think we are just recycling members we we are oh. um, it's, <laughs> oh. Oh. it's 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 yeah yeah it it just feels like we are not bringing the lost anymore we are bringing in um Christians from other denominations. We are bringing Christians from one church to another. Yeah. Um. You know, taking one Christian from I don't know, redeemed to (laughs) to (laughs) to another, to another, another or or wherever. Um. Mm. And it it shouldn't be that. Um. We we've I I don't know. Do you think it's that it's our comfort zone to evangelize to Christians? Do you know what? Um. One of my my spiritual influence influencers, pardon me, out there. His name is Dr. A.R. Bernard. What an amazing man. He actually came to my church around 2009. He made a statement that was so powerful one time. He said, a church that isn't reaching the lost is lost itself. Mm. I repeat that again. It says a church that isn't reaching the lost mm. is lost itself. Mm. Now, and I'm actually quite amazed because that is the church's number one priority. Mm. See, Jesus Christ didn't stop. Jesus, <laughs> my phone just dropped there, by the way. Let me just quickly pick it up. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Jesus Christ didn't just, you know, commission us to go and just to win the lost and then only win few lost. And that's it. He's asking us to make it a lifestyle. He's asked us to make it an everyday living reality. Yeah. Right. And then that's more the reason why churches that isn't winning the lost themselves. I will question that church. But once again, finally, I was thinking as well that why don't churches win the lost? Then I think it goes back to the leader of the church, mm. especially today alone. Debbie, I was actually meditating on the law of self-duplication mm. and a, a pastor or senior pastor in a church that is highly evangelical mm. will, will administer that to his church mm. to the point where the church will become a soul winning church. Right. But then if the pastor himself isn't that way inclined, then that to an extent that we explains the reason why some churches aren't really winning the lost. Wow. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> and I think it tends to lie on the vision of the person at the top or the people at the top really uh, absolutely um absolutely what direction are they taking their ministry to um and their flock um because they will only follow as the shepherd is leading um yeah and coming back to that point again i mean not to say that bringing the unchurched to church is wrong let's clarify that as well no um it's it's perfectly fine as well to ensure that the unchurched start to come to church as well. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's great. But we really need to aim for the lost sheep. We really need to aim for the unsaved. 
not just the unchurched. Let me, I, I think it's also about taking responsibility, you know, and it's this one reason, well, pardon me, it's one one thing blaming it or putting responsibility, pardon me, on the senior pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. It's another thing, us understanding our kingdom responsibility. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, we don't necessarily need our senior pastor to encourage and cajole us no, to go don't. and to we evangelize. You see, when you love Jesus Christ and, you know, you genuinely love God, all right, your desires is in line or becomes in line with his desire. Mm. And then you realize that his desire really is for lost souls, Mm. right? You can't tell me that you genuinely love God, but then you don't care about the lost souls. Mm. And if they ask you, why don't you evangelize? You give reasons for not doing it. Once again, I come back to the same story again. It's because you haven't died to yourself right? Mm. We need to take ownership and responsibility for the propagation of the kingdom of God. Mm. Listen, if the kingdom of God doesn't grow, it's my fault, Mm. right? If the kingdom of God doesn't grow and you're listening to us right now, it actually is your fault Mm. because you haven't played your part. I haven't played my part. Now, there are two ways that we can propagate the kingdom of God. The first way is evangelism. The second way is influence, which will come back to probably another time. But for now, we focus on evangelism. Mm. We need to take more responsibility and stop making excuses. We definitely do. Um, And I came across an interesting fact today um imagine if i were to evangelize to two people Mm. and those two people came to christ and then because of their um, encounter or the change they've experienced in their life they then go and witness of jesus christ to Mm. two more people and Mm. the chain continues like that Mm. amazingly within 23 years if we if if we start with ourselves Mm. and we all practice this and um let's say we were all assigned to go to just two people Mm -hmm. in the next year that's very easy but in 23 years of us doing that Mm. we would reach about 8.3 billion what yeah, eight point three billion people. Wow! And in the Earth right now, as it is, there are um, about seven point eight billion billion people. people. So imagine we'll actually evangelize the whole world. You would have evangelized to the whole world to the wow. ends of the Earth, just as Jesus Christ has said. David, do you think we we underestimate the importance of witnessing to just even one person? Yes, yes, and I. Um, um, I guess I can actually say this for myself because you know me, I withheld from evangelizing as well. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and I can say that came from a fear. Okay. Um, and a fear of what? Fear of speaking to people, to strangers. Okay. Um, fear of being rejected. Hmm. Fear of um, being spoken to harshly or rudely. Mm. Um, but you know what? What is the worst that can really say to you? See, that's the thing. <laughs> no, on the real, that's actually the thing, you know. If Christ could suffer more than that, mm. you know, people did a lot worse to him. <laughs> we should be yeah, ready yeah. for whatever yeah. it is. Then Again, it comes back to your point of selfishness. Yeah, yeah. Do you therefore think that sometimes we elevate our fear over the, the, the command for us to go? We do. Right? And could that also be idolatry? 
on a row. Could that actually be idolatry? Debbie, let me quickly share an amazing story very briefly. And I pray that everyone that's listening to us today will actually get what I'm trying to say. There was a popular um, man of God that usually liked to do crusades. All right. And his desire for crusade is to win souls. Mm-hmm. There was a time where he, he, he did a crusade and only one person decided to give his life to the Lord. I think I know the right? story. Only one person in that crusades of thousands of people mm-hmm. decided to give his life to the Lord. And the, that, that man of God was so upset. He was about to even, you know, kill himself because he was literally down. He mm-hmm. was downcasted. He was upset, you know. But then, do you know who that one person was? <laughs> Debbie. I don't want to expose, but you that say That one it. person was Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham at that conference gave his life to the Lord. And as a result of that one person giving his life to the Lord, millions, and I mean literally millions of people came to the knowledge and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ yeah. because of one yeah. man giving his life to the Lord. I say that to say, guys, listen, you can never, and we as believers should never underestimate the importance of witnessing to one person and leading one person to Jesus Christ. Mm. If that man of God had said, you know what, because of fear, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to run, do this crusade mm. or whatnot, then mm. Billy Graham would not have given his life to the Lord. Mm. And as a result of that, millions of people mm-hmm. wouldn't have followed suit. Can you imagine Please that? don't underestimate the importance <laughs> of witnessing to one person. Even just one person. Stop from there Mm. and you know what um again speaking of myself um each time that i've held back um i get annoyed with myself to be honest and then when i'm like you know let me just push myself let me just go what's the worst that can happen that's what i have to tell tell myself sometimes what is the worst that can happen um and each time i do go i'm pumped Mm. i am pumped as soon as i've done it oh man i'm 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 a serial evangelist you know (laughs) i love i love to just witness you know and i also believe as well that that's kind of one of my calling in life nevertheless you know there is a hunger there is a passion there is a, a sweet taste that you feel in your heart. Yes, a taste in your heart. I mean that, right? There's a taste that you feel in your heart after you have, you know, witnessed to people and especially after you witness somebody give his life or her life to the Lord. Mm. You see, that feeling, priceless. Yeah. Oh my Lord. You just feel like you've, you just feel like you've got that taste yeah. of a well done. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the thing, you know, and I genuinely believe that that feeling is, is the feeling of the Holy Spirit having or taking pleasure in mm. us. You know, see when you win soul, Bible said that he who wins soul is it's wise, wise, right? Yeah. When you win soul and Bible said that when one person comes to the Lord, angels oh, in heaven, they, rejoice they, in. they have a rave, shoops <laughs> in heaven because of one person yeah. and the, the sweet sensation that we feel in our spirit, man, really and truly is our spirit man bearing witness to the Mm. excitement of God and angels in heaven. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. Wow. I mean, and imagine the joy as well for some people that do get to give their life that day. The fact that somebody came and spoke to them, they, they, they've been lost. They've been depressed. They've been facing maybe anxiety. They've been facing trauma. They've, I don't know, whatever hurts that they may have been dealing with, but just because somebody spoke to them, um, 
really just yeah. can transform and yeah. change their life from then on. And mm. from that moment, what did they receive? They received hope. Hope. You see, hope. 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 Oh man. Oh my goodness. Imagine. Imagine. I know. Imagine the world without hope. And that's why I'm. I'm so grateful. You know. And I know that Jesus Christ really and truly is the hope of the world. You know. You yeah. know. And that's why there's more onus on us to share Jesus with the world because mm. there's so much darkness. You there know. Is. And and darkness really and truly calls for light right mm-hmm. where are the lights you know where are where, where, where are you where, where are, the are light you bearers. you know um, and before we go I just want to use this opportunity to also challenge you if you're there and you've kind of been I don't know you've just been allowing fear to cripple you from sharing Jesus if you're there and you've been allowing the uh, you know the thought of oh the thought of the fear of the known of the unknown Mm-hmm. to cripple you. I just want to encourage you that, come on, you need to die to yourself. Die yeah, to yourself. You need to, you need to die yourself. a little bit more. Die, because until Daily. you die, you will not live to Jesus Christ and winning souls, mm-hmm. right? You need to realize that, you know, there are many, many people who will go to hell because you haven't been obedient in sharing your faith with them. And you know what scripture comes to mind when you just said that as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Um, the word of God says that, Unless a grain of wheat uh, falls to the ground, come on, and Debbie. Die come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it abides alone, alone, and does not produce <sighs> much fruit. I mean, that that scripture simply is saying that when it dies, that yeah. is when it produces harvest. Mm, that is when mm. it produces um, plen- plenty more. Come on. It duplicates. And Come that's on. what we need to do until we die, die and lay ourselves. down mm. pride, mm. lay down selfishness, mm. um, lay down mm. ego mm. Um, and whatever you may be calling timidity. Mm. Just lay that all down and let Christ rule in you so that through you, much harvest may be gained. Um, And lastly, I I know we're quite spent on time, but um, maybe you can give us one one, um, method of um, how, just the how of how one can evangelize. Mm. Um, of course. I know you're still going to do some series. That's so guys, yeah. look out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. We will delve into, well, Aya will delve into ways <laughs> and styles of Absolutely. evangelizing. Absolutely. Debbie, thank you for asking me that as well. You know, there are different styles. You know, there, you have um, you have the direct style of evangelizing. You have the intellectual style of evangelizing. But the one I'm just going to quickly talk about, by the way, there are more styles, of course. Okay, I've just mentioned two. But the one I want to just quickly talk about is called a personal style or yeah, the personal style of evangelizing. Mm. This is basically where you share your story with people, mm. right? You know, sometimes you may not know what to say, but what you can say is your story. There was a man that I'm reminded of in the scriptures, you know, that was born blind, all right? Mm. Jesus Christ healed him to the point where the Pharisees didn't want to believe that this guy was, re- this guy was really, really healed. Mm. They summoned him. They mm. said, fam, <laughs> what happened to you? Mm. You know, and one thing that he said was so fundamental. He said, you know what? This man that you're chatting about, Jesus Christ, that you guys hate, I don't really know about all of that, right? One thing I know, 
I was blind, mm-hmm. but now I see. Mm-hmm. Now I am healed. And Hallelujah. as a result of that, they couldn't do jack to the guy. Why? Because his testimony can never be taken away from him. Mm-hmm. It's called the testimonial style of evangelizing. Right. You see, when you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. share your, your story. story. Yep. All right. Yep. But that's just a little, a little, um, a little thing. But watch out though. We have more content coming. Okay. I'm going to be doing a, a set of about five series on evangelizing. All right. And then we'll share more with you in good time yeah and i relate with that um i definitely there's no better story sometimes than your personal testimony that's it um even with your friends because you can tell them lots of theory and um i don't know whatever jazz you want to add but Mm. they may not understand as your fellow believer that's it um you need to speak to them in layman's terms and let them know listen this is who i used to be you know me and you've known me and you should be able to see that I'm not the same me. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, as simple as that. Mm. And um, your life, sometimes you don't even need to say anything, but the things that they see in you will that's cause it. them to ask you what's see, happening. That's actually another style of evangelizing. <laughs> it's called a lifestyle approach yeah. to evangelizing. Yeah. Where You see, there's a man, there was a popular man back in the day called St. Francis of Assisi, right? <laughs> he said one thing, I know, right? These people, in it? St. Francis of Assisi. He said... Um, and a very, very important quote he made was preach the gospel by any means, right? Mm. But if necessary, use words. Right. Let that sink in that. a little bit. If that. necessary, use words. That's to show that your lifestyle really and truly is the Bible that certain mans will never or would that they will ever read in their life. Mm. So that's why you have to be intentional about your lifestyle. Once again, we'll come back to this another time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And um, it's funny that obviously we're touching on this topic today because Mm. I know recently God spoke to you about um, his hunger and his search, his desire in the season to search out radical radical evangelists evangelists. yes Um, yes yes, that was a key word that Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. spirit of the lord dropped on your heart um evangelists that will that will witness his way Mm. you know that will witness in the way of jesus himself Mm -hmm. right you know evangelists that will be dead Mm -hmm. from the Mm get-go and i think that that word death is something that god has is actually speaking to the body of christ you know Mm -hmm. and he's saying it specifically in this season that i'm going to raise a evangelists that will be dead to themselves and until they die to themselves i won't be able to fully express myself through them Mm. all right because until we die we want access to throne Mm. throne is at the end of our deaths all right and it's we need the throne of god in order for us to adequately witness of jesus christ because christ is the one that is sitting on the throne right all right and until we see jesus or we know Jesus for ourselves and we have died to ourselves, we won't be able to adequately speak about that Jesus that we know. Preach, preach. You wow. Know? Wow. Amen. <laughs> I hope that is resonating with you guys Amen. today. Um, Amen. It, wow. <laughs> All I can say is wow. wow. I'm still God. in deep thoughts myself. Um, so we're not just saying this to you guys. We are speaking the heart of God, not just to you, but to ourselves as well. Absolutely. Because there's always more work that can be done. Absolutely. None should ever feel like they have attained and they, they've reached it. They've smashed it. No. Um, soul winning is a process. Come on now. 
it's a process, a long life process. So it doesn't, it's not one you do today mm-hmm. and stop tomorrow. That's it, the thing. Yeah. We have to keep going, keep the momentum going. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Keep the momentum going. Um, when should we start? Aya? When, when? Babes, we start from <laughs> yesterday. Right. Listen, we'll start from yesterday, but you know what though? No pressure, no pressure. I think one of the things that the Lord is leading us to do as well in living is to provide support. Mm. You know, we're better yet even hand-holding if you need, all right? Mm -hmm. You know, and also we want to just use this time as well to also maybe even give you an opportunity to reach out to us. Mm -hmm. If um, winning souls, you know, I'm evangelizing is like a a fear thing for you, Mm -hmm. reach out to us, okay? Stay connected as well, rather, all right? For the the information and the materials that we're going to be releasing, the time will come where we will call for a global, (laughs) amen, but for a a mobilization of believers who want to go out and to win souls we'll get there by the grace of god but for now stay tuned all right keep seeking god on it and by the grace of god you know god will give you the desire the strength and the ability to go out there and to witness for him amen and one thing i do want to leave with you guys is not to think about the traditional forms of evangelism in this time come on we are in lockdown (laughs) season so you have the tool right there in your hands whether you're holding your mobile phone right now or your laptop is sitting on your lap you have the power of technology in your hands God said to Moses look at what is in your hand what is in your hand Debbie do you know what and I believe I speak the man of the Holy Spirit right now that we're tired of going online and only seeing makeup videos from Christians. No, no, no. On the road. Don't get me wrong. There's literally nothing wrong with creating makeup videos. If that's your gift, do what you got to do. Fantastic. But there has to be more. I'm tired as well of going online and only seeing things that beautify the flesh or that, or that fortifies the desires of the flesh. Come on. If you call yourself a believer, you call yourself a born again, spirit filled believer. We need to see you sharing Jesus more on your social media platform. You have a it's your source and your platform of influence to the world. Listen, whatever you write, okay, you never know people in different countries that may eventually see that thing. So yeah. you need to be more intentional about sharing Jesus and standing for Jesus on your social media platform. Come on, don't right. just focus on the fleshy stuff alone. Come on, stand up and get up, get up and come up here and speak about Jesus to the world. Amen, amen. And I hope that has some um, blessed or stirred up somebody today come on um like i said the tool is in your hand and when you can start is right now right now right right now now. how are you speaking to people on your social media Mm. be digitally creative in this season come on um that's what i believe god is asking you to do be digitally creative with evangelizing. Come on. There are so many souls out there right now in this season that are looking for an answer, looking for hope. Um, and you can provide that answer. That answer is Jesus Christ. It's yeah. not you. It's not me. It is the one and only Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope you have been blessed, yeah. guys, um, with our discussion today. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, please Hit us up um, and go on our social media, uh, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, um, whether it's Twitter. Um, it's all the same at Living Global. That's L-I-V-N. 
Yes, L-I-V-N, guys. L-I-V-N Global. Yeah, yeah. even on YouTube, we are there yes. too. So, guys, um, don't be strangers. Um, we look forward to hearing from you. Absolutely. And on all across our social media, we would love if you would like and subscribe and comment. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.